Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, listeners of Low Your Expectations. Welcome back to the podcast. We're back in the podcast room with Matt's loud laptop. Can you hear it? Oh, it's taking off. What about the banging upstairs? What about construction over the road? <laughs> the whole idea of getting our own podcast studio <laughs> was so that we could perhaps control the recording environment. Can only control what's in this room. And we have done that, apart from a laptop. So before we get into a very deep episode, we're going to be covering a lot of digital content. I hope we- you got your passport ready. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> um, we would like to address a few things from last week's episode that went out uh, around the topic of commentary channels. We uploaded a video. It was called The Dark Side of YouTube. Yeah, Dark Side of YouTube. And to be completely honest with you, our approach that we always try and do is to have a well-rounded chat on things. Whenever we talk about things in this space, we try and have a well-rounded conversation talking about the negatives and the positives of whatever it is that we're talking about and And trying to put a load of questions out as well but yeah we normally want like you guys to answer or we try and answer as well within that chat but just things to think about about the topic firstly the irony of obviously us talking about commentary channels and perhaps more negatively than positively and we are sat here commentating on them so yeah i mean that we can't get away from that that's what we did (laughs) (laughs) that is what we did yeah i would like to hold my hands up and say i didn't give enough praise and credit to them because There is a space on this platform for them and people do have the right to call people out and have opinions on things that they strongly hold and criticize people. People do have that right and I think I only spoke about it in a negative way or definitely put a negative spin on it. And yeah, it wasn't well-rounded like we always try and do, so soz. And I guess the beauty of YouTube is that you anyone can upload whatever they want within reason obviously no uh, <laughs> no terrorist propaganda please oh. but <laughs> but yeah anyone could do whatever they want so if we came across as if we we're saying certain people can't do that then obviously we're wrong like yeah <laughs> that's um, just obvious isn't it and obviously we spoke a lot about jack mate he commented on the video and hopefully he's actually going to be coming on the podcast we might we might be doing a little podcast collaboration Ooh. um but yeah, that'll be really exciting and interesting having him on to, I guess, talk from that side of, of Yeah, things. definitely. Well, we said in the video that we wanted to speak to yeah. someone from that community. So it'll be amazing to hopefully get some of the answers to the questions we were asking and also just learn a bit more about it. Yeah. So when we uploaded the video, we called it the dark side of YouTube, Ooh. which <laughs> I think stirs up a lot of negative connotations yeah, it does. about that. It does. And it was on it was my shout. And the only reason I said it was when we were listening, I mentioned, I was like, oh, I, I said it. I can't remember the context I said it in. Yeah. I said the dark side of YouTube. Obviously, it sounds like a catchy title and that is what we went for, which yeah. puts a negative spin on it from the offset, I think. Yes, I feel like when you have that perception of, these guys have titled it that. So everything in the video is going to be a kind of subscribing to that thing that like this is the dark side of YouTube. Yeah. And like I said earlier, we want to do well-balanced things and maybe by calling it that, 
we set it up to well, be we something we that didn't. it wasn't. Well, yeah, yeah we didn't, essentially. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Yeah. And final note, this is a message to Angelica. Hello, sis. I did see a video you made a few months ago about me. And I'd just like to say I'm really sorry for not mentioning your name or crediting you in last week's podcast episode. So, yeah, just to summarize, we did receive quite a lot of criticism for last week's episode, particularly the video we uploaded on YouTube. And I think it's rightly so that we acknowledge that. And for us to carry on to grow and continue what we're doing, we need to accept criticism and acknowledge it and take it on board. Yeah, we're listening, basically, aren't we? We're listening and we want to get better and make sure when we talk about things, it's well-rounded, balanced and well-researched. It sounds like a proper apology video then. You're like, Shall I just go and get some soap and wash my hands? Oh, Logan. So, with that said, moving on with the episode, Matt wanted to tell me something about parakeets. Yeah, can I still do that? By all means. It won't take long. I won't take up much of your time. You are obsessed with (laughs) parakeets. So, guys, in London, and it could be in other bits of the UK as well, I have done a little bit of research. I think they are in other areas. But in London, did you know we have wild parakeets flying about everywhere? Just leave a couple of seconds so people can be like, oh, yeah, I've noticed them or not noticed them i've only noticed them from your story if i'm honest i haven't noticed them sort of flying around london i've just noticed them from your story well for people who don't know that there's parakeets go and follow me i'm gonna (laughs) (laughs) i reckon i'm gonna start up like a walking tour around london and we'll go and find the parakeets you know like in iceland they do whale watching tours i'll do the parakeet tour can I just say that sounds really cool? It does, doesn't like, it? Really and I'll cool. do like little facts about parakeets as we're walking past. Like, did you know that uh, pigeons hate them? You did they're, sense like, my sarcasm there, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay, cool. Just Don't to, worry. Just wanted to it was check. noted. <laughs> noted and <laughs> <We'll> carry on. <laughs> but yeah, I just want you to look around. So if you're in the Clapham area, Clapham Common, they're also in Hyde Park. And I think there's loads in, uh, what's the one? Regent's Park, I think, as well. Basically, if you hear a high-peached squawk. What interest is this? Do you not think? It's like the most, they're green and they have a little red beak and they're so exotic. How do we have that? Just wild (laughs) in in England, in the UK. It's amazing. Pigeons are so annoying and boring. And then you see a parakeet fly by. What about deers? I mean, yeah, I loved it. <laughs> but, but we're not talking. Just say, say are, you amazed, are you amazed? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, because did you know in oh, Iceland? <laughs> what have I started? In Iceland, oh. they, there's no, la- there's hardly any land animals. It's, it's only it's like so cold. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and so remote. deer are amazing, to be fair. But I would just say with parakeets, if there's ever like you're walking down the street and you see a cherry tree or like little berries on a tree, just keep an eye out. They're normally around there. Keep an eye out because you might find Matt lurking in the bush trying to climb a tree to find a parakeet. <laughs> Do you remember, um, I don't know if you saw it, but the first time I saw parakeets, I actually lost my shit. Like I was walking along the road and I was trying to... My, phone was yeah, so mate, bad i think you were shaking so much that your instagram story <laughs> couldn't focus on what you were trying to film and it was night time i think my phone was really bad i just wouldn't pick it up uh, but it was it was my double rainbow moment basically on note of um wildlife though did you know from reading the book which i still need to finish to give to you yes homo sapiens it is sad to think that all of the wildlife that has existed all the mammals etc that are now extinct have only become extinct from us yeah like humans literally migrating into their natural habitats and pushing them out into extinction. Well, and isn't it crazy that the only animals that survive in the wildlife is because we let them? Yeah, it's because like, we decide, yeah. oh yeah, we like dogs, yeah. they're cute. 
We'll, we'll make more of them. And there's more like chickens and cows than any other thing. I mean, there's 23 billion chickens on this planet. Because we eat the 23 them. billion. Yeah. <laughs> That's three for every person. Yeah. I feel like we're getting better in terms of or being more aware, understanding of, of when animals are obviously becoming endangered and then rescuing them or attempting to rescue them. Well, it, I, I saw a fact the other day. There's only 4,000 tigers left. In the, world. in the world that makes me really sad there used to be a hundred thousand and you've if you if you count them up the amount that probably in zoo type places and in captivity actual wild tigers oh it's probably probably a, a thousand if that that seems a lot though to be fair have you watched um any or any of david Attenborough's new series oh, dynasties no, i want to watch it this would have been an amazing plug for that by the way <laughs> this whole this whole chair would have been Insert so organic bbc <laughs> sponsorship but I do want to watch it. I saw the clip from the Penguin ones when they saved the oh, Penguins. I haven't seen I the like, Penguins what? one yet. I just started watching the Chimpanzee one, which is episode one. I find um, gorillas like crazy. I'll watch them. They are like, people who don't believe in evolution. I don't get it. I just don't understand it because you watch them. You're like, well, but do, we're but so it, close it, to them. The theory of evolution is almost proven now, though, isn't it? Are there still people that... Yeah, of course there are. There's a couple of things called Sorry, churches. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think genuinely some oh, churches yeah, do course. take it on board. A lot of them yeah. don't, but I think some of them do, do take it on board and work it in their own way their own interpretation of it right. which is fine I've got no problem with that we all interpret things differently don't we but going back to the original point we're going to do an LYE Christmas walk around parakeet tour no we're not doing that uh, I was like are we Marcus, <laughs> I haven't signed up to that maybe I'll do one by myself and anyone who wants to join me oh. Gemma will join me she gets dragged along for these things one weekend I literally said can we go and look for parakeets now she thinks why I'm are cool. you obsessed she married with them? me <laughs> <laughs> why are you obsessed with them because they're green and like exotic and you just... keep saying because they're green. Yeah. There's a green plant behind you. You're not obsessed with that. No, but can we? Oh, on that note, before we seeing oh, as we're going to get, into, you know what I'm going to say, don't you? Can we just talk about it? Because no. that is a really funny <laughs> moment that I think needs to be shared with the world. And we're about to get into a serious Fantastic. chat, so let's just keep the light-hearted banter uh. there. So there is a green plant behind Matt I ordered two green plants from Ikea the fake, plant fake plants or ordered <laughs> fake plants from Ikea I wasn't here for delivery but Matt was here and Matt sets up this WhatsApp chat for office all chat. the office chat for all of like the things we need to know about the office and in pops a message <laughs> must water plant once a month and I read it and they come into the office I'm like Matt what are you on about and he's like yeah the guy told me when he put it in he's like make sure you water it once a month and I was like well did you even did, have you looked at the plant have you have you felt it have I you? looked at the bottom <laughs> literally like... looked at the bottom and it's just plat like a hard I don't even know what the material is but plastic but, yeah <laughs> But he said it so sincerely. He should be a stand-up comedian. The way he delivered that line, I, I believed it. I mean, I put it in that bloody WhatsApp chat. Made myself look like a right mug. And I've just not helped that on the whole of the... No, thanks, mate. But it's funny. Sorry, mate. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there, is this the first time you've uh, <laughs> travelled with Bentley Viney Airways? Yeah, yeah it is. Okay, have you got your ID and your travelling documents, please? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. This is the 1141 service to the digital world. Today we will be going through Article 13, KSI, PewDiePie, Philip DeFranco, Fine Bros. A few others have spoken about it. We hope you enjoy your flight. It's going to be a rocky ride. Don't know what's going to happen. Marcus is looking at me as if I'm a freak. And uh, yeah, we hope you have a pleasant flight. I've okay, just goodbye. had a, I've just had a thought. Why is that never on the YouTube clips? <laughs> <laughs> it never. Will I've be. Uh, it's going. This one. It never it's will. Go- be. I've just had that thought. No. It never will. People be. are missing out. So, as you heard from that uh, thrilling intro, we're going to be talking about Article Thirteen. What is it? And with Article Eleven. And Article Eleven. Yeah. Do you remember, what was it, the article for Brexit? That was a thing. It was like, Article 51, something like that. Bloody yeah. hate articles. articles. I'm so done you, with articles. So, well, I'm glad you've said that as we're about to do a big old section on them. I'm so done with them. Let's talk about it for, for 15 25. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Before we sort of get into mm. it, we should probably explain it a little bit. For Sorry if you're aware of this and you know what it is. But I don't feel like that many people are, though. I mean, I wasn't until you mentioned it to me. So you're right, though. If yeah. people know about this and you've seen videos, Sorry. we probably will retread over old ground. Yeah, well, we'll just give a clear intro to them. So Article 11 and Article 13 are part of the EU copyright derivative, which is basically, in a nutshell, the EU has a single market for trading, for businesses and things like that. And they're trying to introduce a similar concept for the internet. And part of this is going to be a copyright. Article 11 and Article 13 are part of this copyright law that they're trying to enforce. Pretty good intro there, mate. Thank well you. read. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What's scripted? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, for anyone that knows YouTube, it's copyright has been pretty much an issue since day one. And rightly so, in most cases. Yes, but the reason this has sparked up a lot of interest in recent is because what they propose to do, which we will intro now before I actually explain that they've been passed through sure. already. Article 11 is essentially introducing a link tax. Now, what that means is that when someone like a Facebook or... Google News. Google News are posting third-party news articles that are sources from other websites, they're trying to put in place that the people's articles they're originally posting, they should be getting taxed for those because they are using sources of information that haven't come from them and they're stopping traction to their websites where the original sources come from. And that is the issue because it would, in simple sense, it would be like me posting someone else's YouTube video on my channel as a source of news and... You then would have to pay them to do that. Which in many ways in my mind, actually makes sense. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like I, on Google News, surely they should be paying yeah. those the, the news sources where they're getting it from because that's their hard work and they're sharing it. You could argue, well, it's giving them more exposure. It depends where the exposure falls because if it's in Facebook and you're seeing that article and it's opening it up in Facebook, they're not receiving that traction, that data, that demographic from Facebook. So it's a bit of a weird one, but... 
it's like well this and article 13 there's the problem with it it's not very specific and there's so much room for interpretation yeah. that it is incredibly confusing. Like, where do they draw the line with that? Like we just said, yeah, like well, if it's in terms of exposure, then surely the exposure is almost the payment. Well, I think Article 13 is more interesting and more relevant. Well, it's more relevant to, to YouTube, isn't it, for sure? What or we do internet. and everyone on, on the internet. It will affect, so. If it goes through, just as a little preamble, it will affect hundreds of thousands of people, if yeah. not millions. Article 13 is what? <laughs> take a deep breath on this one so article 13 is the idea that all creations that are uploaded to the internet within the eu must have full control of the copyright that any third party content is within their content what they're uploading does that make sense did yeah, i just so, say that right so essentially if you're uploading something to the internet within the eu in simple terms you have to have the right to every single piece of content that you do not fully 100% own in place before the video goes up. Now, a lot of YouTubers won't be affected by this because they do everything themselves. Yeah. So, so vloggers. Vloggers um, will be fine. And even a lot of... Sketch channels. I was going to say even a lot of sketches because if they use music, yeah, podcast will be fine yeah. because all the music we use is licensed. Yeah. We pay for that license and then that goes through and that's absolutely fine. But for people who will be affected by this, particularly will be commentary channels, yeah. will be gamers, will be... Twitch. Twitch. With stream, well, the stream is the same as Twitch, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we are only thinking of YouTube at the moment, but does this go across all types of, of media? So can you upload, because at the moment I can upload something to Instagram with yep. an ASAP Rocky song on it and I can credit him, but it's a bit of a different one because I'm not earning money off that. Yep. But I'm still using the music on that piece of content. Is that then going to be affected I don't know. The way I've interpreted it is it's any user-generated website. So I guess that is yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Twi what is, YouTube. What's going to happen to Twitch? Twitch is... Twitch is... A really, they must be incredibly concerned by this. Yeah. Because what people were even saying... So originally, this was like the meme ban. Yeah. Because the argument is that you know, if you can't use other people's content, how on earth is anyone going to make a meme? Yeah. <gasps> oh, no, no memes, but... It is a serious thing, though. It, no, it's a very serious thing. And I, I watched a video this morning that put it into context very simply by saying, imagine you have a museum. You walk into a museum and there's two pieces of the exact same artwork up. One of them is the original. One of them is uh, inspired by. The original owner of that artwork walks into the museum and they see this other person's work and they're like, oh, that's my original piece of work. You who have put up this second piece of inspired art, you don't have the right. And then... The museum is at bay for being sued. Yep. Now, in bringing that into YouTube terms, YouTube is the museum. So the reason why it's a massive issue on YouTube is because they're the ones that are liable. They're the ones that are going to be sued, which makes this whole thing mentally mind-blowing because how can YouTube have that control over every single piece of content, checking it when there's over 400 of hours uploaded every single minute to YouTube? How can they be checking that for every single piece of third-party-owned content? That to well, me is the issue. I don't know how that's going to happen. What the EU want YouTube to do and user-generated websites to do is to build an upload filter. So at the moment, when you upload a video, after it's gone up, there's a thing called it's a content ID, yeah. which will scan things for third-party content. Yeah, it's like a... a automated yep. scanner that yeah you're right so there's ways around it so people will upload snippets of a song yep. and it'll get away people from it. zoom in if they've taken tv footage if there's a logo you'll just yeah crop it out yep. that kind of thing but the idea is that it will pick it up after you know however many seconds 
with an upload filter, what they want them to do is before the video has been uploaded, it's scanned and checked if there's any third party content. I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if but... they if there's even a means or a way to do that right now. Like how can that Well the issue is even if they were able to do that, how do they prove an that the algorithm don't have the... yeah. isn't going to have the human element of knowing whether or not this is fair use. Yeah. It's just going to see something and be like, well, that's banned. You can't do that. If you're making a parody of something, it's not going to know the context. Oh, this is a parody. That's mm. okay. You're allowed to upload this. Not only is, is the reason why it's a massive issue to YouTube because of them potentially being sued on everyone's content, but obviously Europe is a huge market. The whole of the EU is a massive market for YouTube. It's got to be the second or third biggest market, isn't it? Maybe yeah. third? Yeah, probably it's top three, I, I, mm. I would say and they are obviously going to one be losing a lot of ad revenue creators are going to be losing a lot of ad revenue but if you think of it's not only just the people within the eu because all of the american channels all of the all the big channels around the world will probably have a market in the eu as well because youtube is a global platform and that's going to affect everyone around the whole world if you're taking eu because those videos will be banned so that's what i was trying to get to is if you're in america you will be able to watch that content but if you're an american youtuber uploading that video that has third-party content take philip defranco he'll be fine in america and people around the world will be able to watch it but in the eu that's going to be blocked and it's going to be blocked to the people inside the eu as well so it affects both creators and the viewers because viewers who love the franco or you know film uh, criticism or commentary channels that sort of thing they're not gonna be able to watch it anymore and it's not going to be up to them it's just going to be blocked so it's going to affect the creator because they're going to lose ad revenue from these people they're going to lose a a big segment of their audience so nobody wins out of this but who's pushing it well that's what i was about to say who's on the other side being like this needs to happen well the thing is, there's a lot of momentum behind this because it's already passed. Yeah. So it's all the members the moment, it states is... of the EU have agreed on this, including the, the UK. And there's a website, I think, called Save Our Internet. Well, we've, can... a, we've agreed on it because we're not in the no, EU we just, anymore. We're so just like, well, cool. yep, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> we love Philip Franco. <laughs> <laughs> there's another side to this. So yeah, we're talking it from the YouTube perspective. But in the music world, they have been campaigning for this for a really long time. So this mm. bill has been four years in the making. And basically, BPI, who represent commercial interests of Universal Music, Sony Music and Warner Music, they're like the big dogs, basically. They're really happy that YouTube are finally having to pay a fair share of like the copyright, like the money that should be going to record artists, in their opinion. Because obviously YouTube music is also a huge thing, isn't it? Yeah, but YouTube does split that. and you. But they say well, that they don't get enough. I think that's the, the issue. So like people like Paul McCartney have come out in favour of it. I think James Blunt did. They, they, all need, they all need more money, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Imagine PewDiePie coming out to YouTube and being like, I need to be making more money off my ads. What's going on? Like, Yeah, I, he probably is. He probably has done that. I bet you he has. A lot of them do. They're all moaning. It's all Keemstar moaning the other day because he's not getting enough views. Like he doesn't need any more money. Like you know, no one likes to see their thing decrease, do they? No. Because you get used to something. No matter how much of it you're getting, if one day someone says, "Oh, you're going to get ten percent less of that," yeah, but like, oh, but they've never okay. had it. It's not like music went on YouTube when YouTube first launched, and they're like, "Oh, here's fifty yeah, percent of the revenue." It's grown to a point, and they've always had an issue because of YouTube and the virality of music videos. Yeah. It's hard to say because, from my point of view, I would say that it's got to a point that is moving forwards because they now do share that revenue and before if i was to upload a video 
use ASAP again with ASAP Rocky Song on YouTube. Yeah. My video would straight away get blocked. This is three, three, four years ago. It used yeah. to just get blocked or I'd get a copyright strike, but they reworked it so that content can still live on the platform, but all the ad revenue is up to the owner of that. Mm. So if it's a label, they then have the say. If they want to leave the video up, they can. Yeah. If they want to leave the video up and receive all those advertising revenues, they can. That's That falls into their core. Maybe that, yeah, you're right. Maybe, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of the music industry and if they believe they should be making more money from it, but... Well, I've got a stat here. So the chief executive of BPI has said that despite many billions of views, ad-supported videos now generate less than half the revenue labels make from vinyl and only one-sixteenth of the revenue from premium subscriptions. But that is a problem, isn't it? That's, of that course seems it is. crazy. It's, it does seem crazy because, yeah, because if you're looking at a video, Despacito, 4 billion views, even with a bad CPM, you could say, right, that's got roughly $4 million worth of ad revenue. Oh now, days, that's where that's going or how that's mm. being split... I think there lies the, the problem for the music industry. But then the issue with that is YouTube is so much more than music mm. and if it is being pushed surely they can come to a better yeah. deal with within the music space of yeah. it and not come for because think of pewdiepie yeah. his whole channel is involving third-party content yeah. gaming or commenting on other things or meme reviews yeah you're, you're right there's not an issue with that is there like he's not i think everyone would agree in many cases it's fair use because even if okay he's not paying the person to use their whatever it is they're getting a crazy amount of exposure from that you know i don't think you're annoyed if you end up on meme review you're like oh wow <laughs> pewdiepie speaking about me this is fantastic yeah you were in a video once he was doing it's about like try not to cry videos yeah. you weren't there like hang on a minute he hasn't sent me over. I was crying, Felix. <laughs> yeah. I was. I mean, other than that, <laughs> you were like, Where, where's my You're 2K trying to take for this? the video down. Well, yeah, exactly. You're not putting a copyright strike on there, right. are you? You've made a really good point in the music industry does deserve to be recognised, doesn't it? But this is the problem of Article 13. It's so vague. Broad. It's so, it's so broad. broad. So that's the issue. And it, I don't think they maybe realise the consequences on just how many people are going to be affected by it if... It goes through in its current wording. One last note on the music side of it. So the YouTube used the argument that Despacito is the most viewed, I think, video of all music time. Video. Music video. Oh, maybe time. video, yeah. I mean, it's huge, isn't yeah. it? They, they argue that that video would never have been made because it features third-party you know, branding, logos, samples, whatever. But then hitting back at that was the British Academy for Songwriters. They called it a complete joke because they're saying... You know, how much ad money that YouTube have made just from that one video and the billions of views it gets across the platform, can they not figure out a way of incentivizing to work to Together. fix it? Together, yeah. 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 YouTube and the music industry, they've always had a thing. They've always, always had issues. Well, it's interesting because you've got a foot in both camps, haven't you? Obviously, with Strip Bear yeah. and with what you do on your day-to-day. -day. Yeah, I do, but mine's more in the in the talent management side rather than me personally dealing with the ins and outs of the Not record. Not selling industry. enough vinyls. <laughs> <laughs> but since the beginning of YouTube being issues between the two, there was a time where you couldn't watch music videos on YouTube and the whole Vivo thing came about and you could only watch a, a video by going through Vivo's mm. site and they did end up resolving that, but I think there's still a lot Di of issues. Luckily, diss tracks resolved that as well because there was a lot of them that were made by Vivo, wasn't it? <laughs> 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 That's so stupid. Just to clarify then, as a normal viewer of YouTube, consumer of YouTube, 
you're not going to be affected by this for a while. Like even if by the end of May they pass this again, and it's definitely going to happen, the transition process will take at least two years, and it depends on which country you're living in how long that process will take. You'd also like to think that they'll strike a well, deal. Say you've got, yeah, that a deal will be made. Sure, it's all up in the air, and no one knows yeah. exactly like Brexit. Well, it reminds <laughs> me of the Uber case in the well, UK. I was just about to London. say Uber in London, and when supposedly that whole, they're not allowed to operate. Without, yeah, Uber, Uber's license had been rem- removed and revoked, and uh, what's going to happen to Uber and all of London's up in gone mayhem because we we can't use Uber. Yeah, and it's fine. They, yeah, that was they what, worked on a deal. Was and that? It's fine, <laughs> and. Surely it'll be the same thing. They'll get to a point where they just agree on a deal and everyone is better off, and that's how the world should work. But why do you think that not enough people know about this? Because I I honestly, hand on heart, did not know anything about this. I saw a few people tweet about it. Yeah. I I texted you last week. You texted me and someone tweeted as well saying, Are you going to talk about this? And I was like, What's that? (laughs) I hope that's not something to do with Brexit because probably not because I don't like feeling sad. If I'm honest, it's probably the terminology of it. And Mm. I feel a lot of that terminology maybe throws people off in the same way they maybe push it aside into a political area. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I don't even know how to tackle that topic. Maybe, I, d- I don't know, but... But there is a, a problem there with copyright and on YouTube. That There is. There, of course there is. There always, like you said at the start, at the top of this, there always has been an issue with copyright and creating. And I don't want them to do it so strict that it takes away, you know, it's almost like a censorship of what you can and can't do. But at the same time, you think about how many channels that people used to rip off your videos and just upload them mm. and get away with it and make money off it. There's got to be a way of stopping that and stopping those types of things. <sighs> It's just hard because anyone can upload to YouTube. I think that's what people struggle to get their head around is the pure amount of content uploaded to YouTube. I've said it before, I think 400 hours of content every minute. Mm, How can somebody... But if they need to throw some money at it, employ more people, employ more tech people who can build something like this, they need to do it. It's YouTube. It's one of the biggest... I just I just don't know how you can, even if you employ 10,000 people, how can... The review process is going to be ridiculous because what? You're going to post a video, wait for in that backlog of all that content that has to be watched by a physical human to sit through that content and go, oh, there's a photo there that they've actually... that we've used from Shutterstock. Oh, sorry, where did you get the rights to this mm. photo? Oh, I've got it. Can you show me? Pr- like, yeah, that's what? a good point. <laughs> yeah, but surely there'll be a way. It's like when the police know if you haven't paid your driving tax, they can just tell because they've got a little machine in their car, but oh, they haven't paid it. Surely there must be a way of developing something like that. So like you say, so Shutterstock, oh yeah, we've got the green light. They've got the license. I don't know because then without having to yeah, no, imagine that emailing mate. them. Like, have you got this license? <laughs> no, because then you, you're saying you need to create a library of any single piece of third-party content mm. in the world, which <laughs> I mean, you <laughs> just cannot do that. Like, I could take a picture of Joe Blogs on the street there. Yeah. Well, actually, technically, it's my content. But <laughs> I own the rights to that, but exactly. you can't you can't police that. No, but maybe it just will get to a point where maybe sometime in the future. A YouTuber uploads a video or uploads it into the uploader and then you have to wait 12 hours. So it gives a team of whoever 12 hours to sign it off and then it would ruin everything on YouTube. Anything that's trendy, anything that 
that it would ruin that whole... Would that take it away from being what YouTube is compared to traditional television and media? Because they have to do that same process. They have to get sign-off on everything they do. Why shouldn't that be the same for YouTube? Because it's never been like that. It's a totally different platform. That's the beauty of YouTube yeah. is that it's, you're allowed to... It was the beauty of YouTube before it came a multi-million, probably billion company it's not the small underground thing anymore when anyone can do what they want on it it's a business it's a huge thing and huge things have to have practices codes of conduct I just think people have to accept that youtube is that you know it's not what it used to be no it's not fine. but things i don't change, think you can but... compare it to tv like that as well because it's a totally different spectrum of entertainment it's mm. it's individuals it's not production companies that have got stupid amounts of budget to make the content for t there's so many things that probably go into that makes it different true. but that's true i do know what you're saying I, I think there is an issue with it i don't know how that issue is resolved but i don't think how it's being proposed is how it should be resolved i don't think that's the fair result out of it yeah i agree it's not the way i don't think everyone agrees on that as well apart from the eu because <laughs> it's passed like there will be a final vote on the legislation and we'll have a clearer idea of what it's going to look like, what's going to happen between now and May next year. So keep your eyes peeled for that. If you want to find out more on this issue, I'm going to include all the sources that we used oh. to get our research today. Is that, get a link tax on that, mate. But, yeah. <laughs> I haven't got any money. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I'll put that in the show notes so you can go and check. And just basically, if you don't trust us, that's fine. I'm not going to hold it <laughs> against you, but you can go and read it from the yeah. horse's mouth. And the, the one I would say is really interesting is the um, www.saveyourinternet.eu because that's the scale of how many countries are voting for this. Just, yeah. It's not just one person being like, I want to do this. Like This is a really big issue and there needs to be some kind of dialogue to, to fix it, basically. Exactly like Brexit's been fixed. Because that has been so smooth. That has it's been just, smooth oh, mate, sailing. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you ready? To talk about something that really doesn't matter. It's been quite a heavy episode, hasn't it? Yeah. It's <laughs> well, I mean, it does matter because if Article 13 comes into place, that's the end of oh. big question, mate. Oh my god, that it is absolute shutdown. Directly shutdown affects city, us. Yeah, yeah. Directly <laughs> affects us. And a link tax. I normally put the big what question are the in the show do? notes. I don't know. Because that is the main reason they're here is for the big question. What do you think that we're probably going to drop next season? What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Headline. Cafe offering Britain's cheapest full English breakfast for just 99p. I mean, it looks pretty rank in that picture, doesn't it? Uh, no, <laughs> 99p, mate. Less than a pound, you can tuck into a Cumberland sausage, fried egg, rasher of bacon, baked beans, and a slice of toast. Black pudding's missing from that, I would say. Nah, black pudding is just, it just it's something that should never be consumed. It just shouldn't. It's amazing. It just shouldn't. At risk of offending all vegetarians. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> what I would say, though, for 99p, just for the people listening, it is an extremely generous heaping of food on it that, is, on that it? plate. I, it's I two pieces of toast. Mate, there is, there's got to be three quarters of a pot of baked beans in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's <laughs> floating. It's amazing. And it, let's just give credit where credit's due. It is at Grafter's Cafe in Westcliff-on-Sea, Southend, in Essex. Just a contrast. I mean, even 99p one, they oh, do double. the big breakfast. <laughs> no, have you seen it? 12 eggs, 
24 pieces of bacon, 20 sausages, a jug of beans, and a loaf, a loaf of toast for 19.99. If you want a stag do, and there's a load of you doing that, that's amazing. That is amazing. That is a dream come true. That is amazing. <laughs> what is their, what are their markups on that? <laughs> yeah. They're surely not... Yeah, that does make me think of they doing something dodgy with the sausages uh, or something. Where's that meat coming from? <laughs> oh, it looks amazing. In the, it does, does yeah, it? I'm looking at people's pictures. They're that generous <laughs> in all of them. And it's getting really good reviews. This is why it's made it into right. national news. So everyone's loving it. It's a fantastic thing. Let's get down there. One day we'll do an LYE tour there and we'll look at some parakeets afterwards. So my question to you is, if you could eat only one breakfast... For the rest of your life, what would it be? You have to stick to it. There's no changes, no nothing. Like, if you're going to say porridge, you can't say, oh, but I'll have bananas one day. It has to be the same thing every day. Yeah, but it could be porridge with bananas every day. Yeah, it could be yeah. porridge with bananas okay, every cool. day, but you can't change it. You can't be then, oh, I want jam, actually. All right. <laughs> okay, sorry. Very strict on the rules today. <laughs> don't know, what's yours? It's really hard. I don't know. Please, I'm so I'm please talking between two. don't say baked beans just like oh, eating man, beans, beans. Yeah, no but... no i wouldn't do that every day you can't have beans every day i think i would either have the millennial avocado on toast uh. with poached egg or i really like shakshuka i sound really middle class oh. but i really like shakshuka how are you having that every day for breakfast i don't know <laughs> i'm not cooking it <laughs> it's just imagine you open your fridge and it's there it's like ready made and just well, stick I hope it in. it's not in the fridge because I quite like my shakshuka warm. No, personally. but you stick it in the microwave and it's done. Like, oh, how about yes? You open the microwave and it's there, all like lovely. Hang on a minute. One, one, you can't change the rules, and all of a sudden we've got magic in the world. Fuck's <laughs> 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 sake. Okay, I would go with Greek yogurt, granola, Ooh. and mixed fruit. It's re- I'm glad you said that because it's reminding me actually what my number one thing is. What? That. I can't afford usually, but I would have it every day. Acai bowl. I would have that every day from Juice Baby. Yeah, Juice Baby's acai bowl, to be yeah. fair. That is what I'm going for. That's Steffi's oh, answer that's too. Makes us sound... You're the one who sat there and said avocado Shakshuka. toast and shakshuka. <laughs> so... Anything from Waitrose yeah. to m and <laughs> <laughs> Or Whole Foods. You put that one on yourself, buddy. <laughs> Guys... What would you have for breakfast every day? Please do get in touch and let us know the answer to this thrilling question. That is the most important thing we've spoken about yeah. this whole episode. Please don't let us know any anything, anything else, else that we touched <laughs> upon at all. But if you're going to get in touch, let us know about and that. If you're going to watch the YouTube video that goes up from this, just comment what breakfast would you have? No, don't. Don't <laughs> do that. Please, please engage with the content on the YouTube video because we're not 12 anymore. <laughs> Well, that used to be a promo tool. You used to promo and be like, go and comment, I love bread. Why would you do a, that? Well, I don't oh, know. Oh, is it like the algorithm is more engagement? So well, it I, pushes it up into a... No, I don't know. It's just fun. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go, guys. That wraps up this week's episode of Lower Your Expectations. I hope you have enjoyed. Yeah, sorry it was a little bit deep and dark and mysterious. But that is the current state of the internet and the world so enjoy I've, I've been marcus butler i've been marcus's friend i've been That's matt funny. bentley vining and um we will see you guys next week with another episode see you later guys bye
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.